And good day, my friends. Thank you for joining me today. This is Joey Hernandez, and this is the Life After 30 podcast. Now, if you've joined me before, you may notice that there's a difference in my introduction. And that's because I've listened to other podcasts, and when there's an extremely long introduction, I often just hit that fast forward several times to get through all that garbage. And I pretty much figured that that's what people were doing with mine. Because before I always had like a minute long song playing and I talked over it and I explained what the podcast was all about and who I was and it got very repetitive. If you want to know who I am, there's a little biographical blurb under the listing on iTunes and also on Twitter. So check that out. And you can get some of my background. My name on Twitter is at Jim Trainer Joey. So moving forward, at least for right now, you won't have to listen to any long introductions. We shall get right into the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Well, probably more meat since potatoes might be excessive carbohydrates when we're trying to eat healthy. Before we get into today's topic, let's take a moment to check in with the 10-week weight loss diet. We are now completing four weeks, and if you started with me on the day after Labor Day, which was September 8th, you should be dropping some weight nicely. If you've not joined the 10-week diet yet, especially if you're just finding this podcast, no matter what time of year it might be, go back to podcast number 71 and follow along, and you can drop some weight during a 10-week period, no matter what time of year you might start. Now, I know through some messages I've received that many of you are, well, let's say annoyed (laughs) at the practice of having to weigh and measure your food. But let me reiterate that we are striving to learn portion size control, which will honestly be the biggest factor in successfully keeping your weight off long term. And come on, you know you don't want to have to diet and re-diet over and over. By learning what correct portion sizes are, and believe me, Americans have no idea what a correct portion size is if it hit them in the face. And if it did hit them in the face, they'd probably just open their mouths and let all those calories and sugar and fat slide down their good old American throats. Yay for Americans. We love our food. We love our indulgences. We love to eat too damn much. Portion size control is the key factor that will be your lifeboat when you need to keep your weight off. So push yourself through these weeks of learning, and honestly, it's going to reward you for the rest of your life. Today's topic comes because my own wedding is just 11 days away, and believe it or not, I'm going to manage to keep reasonably healthy and on point with my weight loss diet, despite it being one of the biggest days of my entire life. I know you might think me crazy, But honestly, that would not be the first time someone thought that. Just maybe, just maybe this kind of thinking might help you get through some of your own celebrations as they come along. So without any further ado, Diet Perseverance, the 77th episode of 
the Life After 30 podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My wedding. I still honestly can't believe it because here I am, 57 years old and finally getting married. Honestly, if you had told me five years ago that this is going to be happening, I honestly don't think I'd believe you because I guess in some ways I'm probably really not going to believe it until the church is full of people and the organ music starts and the whole thing gets underway. Maybe then it's going to dawn on me, oh my God, I'm really doing this. Now, I told you about a pig fest, some sort of implosion in my brain that caused me to go way off my diet a couple weeks ago. I talked about that in the last podcast. And I think that the damage that that did both to my quest to lose weight that week, as well as my stress level that has now increased it ended up being a really big negative for me. It was only one meal, just one meal, honestly, but it was a really long, very full meal. And there was a period of stuffing my face. And just that one period off my regular eating plan kept me from losing weight for that entire week. And considering I'm on a time schedule to get my weight to where I want it to be in time for my wedding, trust me, it wasn't worth it. It really wasn't. Of course, at the time when you're having these devilish food attacks, you don't think about the long-term consequences. But man, it really sets in afterwards. There was guilt, frustration, anger at myself, all these uncontrollable emotions come flying into view. And although I know I'm human and humans must make some errors in order to learn, it didn't come at a very good time, obviously, as I'm trying to get ready for this wedding. I'm not usually affected by stress in the way I was feeling that night, but this wedding has me thinking backwards and sideways and upside down in every which way half the time. So I'm not sure where my thoughts and emotions are, but I know it's a learning process and I'm still going to embrace that, even though I probably really won't appreciate it for at least a few weeks after my big day. I've been tweeting a lot of wedding hashtags on Twitter. And if you found me through these posts on Twitter, I'm so glad. It means I'm not wasting my time doing that. Maybe... My odd quest for weight loss for this wedding is also going to be shared by others if you're getting ready for your wedding. Misery loves company, right? So maybe having diet strategies shared will also be a benefit to us. So what is my plan? Well, let me remind you that I've not been drinking alcohol since New Year's Eve 2014 into 2015. It wasn't so much as a New Year's resolution, because I really, really hate those for many reasons I've mentioned before. But I just used that date so I could say I didn't have any alcohol during 2015. And I'm going to keep strong and not have it during my wedding. And to be honest with you, that isn't sitting very well with some people that I'm telling that to. You aren't going to drink at your own wedding? 
it's just endless, those things that people say in my ear. What about the champagne toast and to have champagne? Uh, you got to do that. Uh, no, not really. I can have ginger ale. I can have sparkling water and no one's going to be the wiser. But I've told enough people that I've not had any liquor this entire year. So I'm pretty sure that word is going to spread pretty fast through the reception. It's just so weird to me that people are upset about that. They feel like it's a sacrilege that I'm not drinking. But ultimately, I know that that is their problem. It's no different than some of the reactions and statements you hear when you're dieting down. Some people are supportive, but the ones that don't offer their support, I think they harbor a resentment or some kind of jealousy that they themselves can't do the same. Because if it wasn't an issue that you faced yourself, why would you have such a strong reaction? A reaction big enough for you to make an unsupportive comment like that. They try to pull you down when people see that you're doing something and being successful at it. And if they themselves can't do that, they try to pull you down. But it's not going to work. Now, where the food is concerned, wow, you know what? Talk about being unsupportive. I've mentioned to a few people, especially my clients, that I'm going to be very careful with my food during the wedding reception. And everyone, I kid you not, every single person I've mentioned that to thinks I've gone over the deep end with this. You aren't going to eat at your own wedding? Well, yes, I am going to eat at my own wedding. I'm just not going to have a free-for-all with the food. I've heard, what about the wedding cake? I've been asked over and over and over and over. What about the big cake you ordered? Well, I'm going to have one piece of cake and I'm going to leave it at that. And then, then they're like, you're not going to eat your wedding cake? Uh, yes, I just told you I was going to eat a piece. A piece? You're only going to eat a piece? No, I'm going to eat the entire cake. Yes, yes, a piece. It's so weird. The reality is is that I don't want to stuff my face so much that I feel uncomfortable from the amount of food and the excessive sugar and the excessive fat. I've been dieting very well for what will be five and a half weeks by the time of my wedding. And should I decide to suddenly indulge myself with no control, my body's not going to be very happy. As a matter of fact, I'm going to end up feeling like crap because my body isn't used to eating crap. Not that my wedding cake is crap or any of the food at my wedding is crap, but I use that word because I don't feel like stuffing my face. And to me, that's like eating crap. It wouldn't be worth it. Yes, it's quite possibly the biggest day of my life. I've heard that over and over again. And for many people, that would mean that they would just completely ignore any kind of nutrition and health and just overindulge themselves. But I just don't want to do that. You can convince yourself that any day is a celebration if you really want to. A wedding, a funeral, Columbus Day, Arbor Day, a bright sunny Tuesday, you name it. If you really want to celebrate and go off of your diet, you are going to find a way and an excuse to do it. 
I even mentioned on the wedding invitations that because the wedding reception is an afternoon event, we're not going to be serving a sit down dinner. I have a caterer that will provide eight or nine different appetizers. And we also have a really big four tier wedding cake that will feed 125 people, even though we're only expecting 50 to 60 people. We just wanted a really big ass wedding cake. When we went to the cake tasting, they ask you how many people are going to be at your wedding and they're supposed to base it on that. And when I said 50 to 60, they're like, oh, that's going to be a two-tiered cake. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want a two-tiered cake. I want that big four-tiered one that's over in the corner. So it'll feed 125 people, but that's what we're getting. And additionally, because I'm marrying into the Mexican culture, I've learned that part of their wedding celebration during the party is to have a lot of candy and treats available and some party favors and little bags to take home and little boxes of food to take home. And then, of course, a cake. So we're going to have chocolate fountain. We're going to have jars of different colored chocolates and different types of Mexican candy and, and all of this. Just, just, just so, so much food. And the way I'm going to choose to eat is the way that I've suggested that you do during any celebrations that you go to. I will have a taste of all the different food. But I said taste, just a taste, because I'm only going to taste each thing and then I'm going to fill up on the healthier food that's offered. That way I'm able to enjoy everything that's served at the wedding reception, yet I won't go crazy with too much sugar or too much fat. Now you may argue that your own wedding is not a time that one should worry about eating healthy. And I'm probably one of the only holdouts that would actually plan to eat well on this big day. But after eating so nutritiously and with reduced calories for several weeks, the reason becomes twofold. I don't want to eat so much that it's ruined the diet work that I've already done. But also, most importantly, is I don't want to feel bad during the wedding reception. I want to feel good. And my body's not used to that kind of food. So tempting as it will be, I need to be intelligent about the way that I approach it. Now, fear not. If you have a wedding coming up, I'm not going to tell you to restrict the amount that you eat at your own wedding reception. That's something I'm not going to do because it's not realistic for me to expect others to share the same goals, the same theory, let's say the same mental instability that I have. But what I can suggest is that you use some of the principles that are for weight maintenance. And let me explain that. Whenever a big event is coming up and you have dieted down and are feeling good, but you want to indulge yourself a little bit when you go to this event, think about using the following principle. Weight loss diets are not based on just a single day. I like to think of it as an overall week-long umbrella. The scale is going to measure you based on the calories in and the energy out based on a seven-day period if you weigh yourself once a week, which is always what I suggest. So looking at it as a week-long plan Three days before the event, I will lower down my caloric intake per day by 500 calories. 
With six meals per day to reduce your calories by 500 is not a big undertaking. So leading into the event by lowering my calories by 500 for three days, that will be a total of 1,500 calories. Then comes the event itself. Following the event for the three days afterwards, I'll also lower down my calories by 500 per day. So for those three days following the event, by lowering it down by 500 per day, there's another 1,500 calories. Adding the three days prior of 1,500 and the three days following of 1,500, that will mean a caloric deficit of 3,000 calories for that week. Now, looking at the event itself, let's say we do eat more than we should. I think you'd be hard-pressed to exceed 3,000 calories on the day of the event. Remember, you have been dieting, so you're going to get fuller faster. So even if you had 3,000 calories or even more than that, by having a reduction of 1,500 the three days before and 1,500 three days after, you're pretty much going to have a wash. It might end up, I suppose, being a little bit on the plus side the day of the event, but it's not going to be enough to completely screw everything up. This planning ahead of time is how we're going to deal with these kinds of events, and that's going to ensure our success. So anytime you have an event coming up that you know that there's going to be excessive food that's outside the parameters of your nutritious weight loss diet, utilize this caloric reduction before and after so that you can relax a little bit more and enjoy the event itself. Yes, I'm going to admit that this kind of thing takes work. But let's be honest, it's going to take some work for the rest of your life to keep your weight down to where you want it to be. And isn't it worth that? Isn't it worth a little bit of work to ensure that you will never have to do a weight loss diet again? There is no magic pill out there. You know that in your heart. No matter how many fad diets that you read about, all the suggestions and tempting advice that tell you you can eat whatever you want and just use product X and you're going to lose weight, that's a bunch of crap. And you know that. And any of the extreme diets that's out there, and I've talked about those in the podcast, Dieting Circa 2015, Yes, maybe those extreme diets are going to work for a short period of time, but sustainability is going to be almost impossible. But by eating real food, real nutritious food, and paying some attention to your caloric intake is as close to any kind of magic pill that you're ever going to find. You know this. You know this. You're just hoping that you don't have to do any work to make it happen. But remember, anything worthwhile in life takes work. Maintaining your weight is no different. It will take conscious work. But the beauty and saving grace of this is it will get so much easier as time goes along. It'll become second nature to you. And if you work with that caloric reduction before and after an event, it is certainly going to take a lot of thought and planning at the beginning. But then after doing it a number of times, 
you'll be able to do it so easily. So that is my personal wedding plan. No alcohol, a taste of each of the food items, filling up more on the healthy vegetables offered, and doing my caloric reduction before and after. That will result at the very least maintaining my weight where it was going into the event. But maybe, just maybe, I might lose a pound. I might actually drop a pound. And believe me, if you can go through the week of your wedding and come out having lost one pound, you should shout it from the mountaintops. Get a megaphone and go through the village announcing what you've done. Because you think people might be envious of what you do now? <laughs> Just wait until they hear you've lost a pound after having a wedding reception with a four-layer cake. Believe me, they're going to be jealous. So my plan is to let you know what my weight is a couple days before my wedding, and then I'll let you know what it is a week after my wedding. And let's see what kind of damage, if any, the wedding reception did. I know for a fact that I'm not going to have any alcohol. I, I know that in my heart, because giving up drinking for this year has been pretty easy for me. I've done it several years at a time before, yet I'll admit I've certainly never been faced with such a large event as my wedding during the time I'm not drinking. But the reality is, I just don't want to say in the future, yes, I didn't drink for 2015, well, except for my wedding day. I want to be able to say I did not drink a single bit of alcohol in 2015. But I'm going to admit to you that I didn't consider the wedding. <laughs> it wasn't anywhere in my brain when I came out with this last New Year's Eve. But it's still not going to deter me from my goal. If the wedding happened to be in 2016, I probably would have some champagne. But I think my decision is the correct one for me at this time. Where the wedding is concerned, I'm going to try my best. But I'm going to have that security. I'm going to know that my caloric reduction before and after is going to give me a nice safety net that will allow me to feel I can indulge myself just enough during the reception. I won't feel deprived. I will be eating the delicious food. I'm just going to watch how much of it I have. So wait and see what my numbers will be. I think it's going to give you some thought that maybe this kind of approach would work for you at an event where there's going to be lots of tempting food. We'll talk more about this as we go along. Meanwhile, if I could just ask a favor of you, if you enjoy this podcast, and hell, who wouldn't enjoy this podcast, right? You listen to a man make a total fool of himself coming out with all of these weird suggestions. But trust me, all these weird suggestions work. But if you do enjoy the podcast, please give it a five-star rating on iTunes. And I'd love you to subscribe either through iTunes or through the blog. And by subscribing, you will always get new content immediately once it's published. Once again, my disclosure will follow this immediately. Please give it a little bit of attention if you've not heard it before. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to do one more podcast before the wedding, so please join me. I wish you a great week. Until we speak again, my best to you all. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. 
Hey folks, Joey Hernandez here of the Human Construction Site podcast, and this is a pre-recorded disclaimer that I'm going to insert into each episode of the podcast. So please give me just a moment of your listening time and listen to this disclaimer. First of all, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Human Construction Site podcast. I hope that the information that you receive from the podcast is unique and useful to you in your quest to live a healthier and more vibrant life. I have been a personal trainer for over 30 years. This podcast and the Human Construction Site blog that it is tied to are based on my opinions and my experience working with clients all these years. I am not, 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 not a doctor. I ask that any and all information that you receive from me, as well as anywhere else on the internet, or on TV, or on websites, books, wherever the source, that you discuss that and review it with your personal physician before implementing any kind of lifestyle changes. Your doctor knows you best. He or she knows your personal medical history, knows your medications, your family's history, and together you with your physician should have a dialogue to ensure that any changes are right for you. So please, 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 please consult your doctor. Thank you. <laughs>